Hello, my name is Diana Castro and you're watching Leaders with a Mission. And today I have someone really special with me that I would love for you to meet her. Her name is Violet and she is the founder of FemCity, an online global network featuring business and lifestyle trends with over 100 communities designed exclusively for women. Violet is also a business coach, motivational speaker, a small business consultant, writer, and mother of three. As a serial entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience, Violet is passionate about supporting women entrepreneurs through business growth, big vision, strategies, and positivity along the way. She has been quoted in Success, Entrepreneur, MSNBC, and Mashable. She has been seen in People, In Style, and Real Simple Magazines. Thank you, Violet, for coming. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me, Diana. I, I didn't know you, you had all of these credentials. Like, you have them all, like, hidden, my lady. I know. You know, for the longest time, I didn't want to even, like, post them on my LinkedIn profile. And it wasn't until I was um, chatting with Nikki Novo, which I know you know Nikki Novo, that Nikki's like, yeah, you should put all of that there. So, yes, yes it's been a great ride. Tell me about FemCity. Tell me a little bit about it. How did you create this platform? Share with us a little bit. So I started FemCity in 2009 after being really frustrated with the networking opportunities here in South Florida. I would go to pretty much every single event. The company I was with at the time really paid for the most expensive events. And then, of course, I went to the free ones. And every time I would finish kind of leaving the event, I felt so um, disjointed. I felt deflated. I felt like there was just something that I was missing in my life. And I had a series of aha moments that led me to creating FemCity. I would tell people for the longest time, you should create something for women only. And they'd look at me like, why would you even say that to me? I, I you know, like, why would I do that? And finally I said, well, okay, I'm just going to start something. I'll just do something very small, 20 women only. We'll get together once a month and we'll just be there as a support system to one another and to help each other with focus groups and pricing feedback and just be there as kind of like our cheerleaders. So the first time I had the event, it was at River Oyster, mm -hmm. right by Brickell City Center now, which now everyone knows where that is. And it was really boring. It was um, great. We had great women that were there, but it was just didn't flow. It was just kind of, we just stared at each other. Like, <laughs> now what? An awkward <laughs> moment. Yeah, it was just a series of awkward moments. I would say like a bridal shower with like no activities, like just <laughs> sitting there like, okay, it's beautiful and it's wonderful, but now what? So then the second time I had it, I, you know, it wasn't like the three little bears, like too little, too much right in the middle. I went ahead and I just overdid it. We had like three speakers and then everyone had the opportunity to do a commercial about themselves. And we had 60 women. So the 20 that had been there, which I thought was like a complete dud, they actually invited their friends. And so we had 60 women at the second one. And so that was like another series of aha moments. I walked into the room and it was every height, weight, religion, color of skin, it was just beautiful. It was really community. And that's when I thought, wow, I, have, I don't even know these women. This is just really remarkable. So I did that for an entire year. And towards the end of that year, someone came up to me and said, um, at the time I had a, my own PR agency. I was working with the mayor's office as well. I had a really great gig and I was doing this for fun and we were always sold out. And this woman came up to me and said, you are so selfish for not launching this in my community you know, I have to drive here and I get really stressed out because it's always sold out. You really are selfish. You really need to like launch this. Yeah. Well. yeah and I, and it was insulting because I also sat on six boards at the time. I was raising a lot of money for nonprofits that I was passionate about. And so I felt to myself, like, I cannot believe this woman has just called me selfish. Like, I think I'm like the ultimate server, right? I just love serving. And so, um, you know, when the universe gives you signs and when someone says something and then you hear it like from 30 other people, 
that day or mm-hmm. within a couple of hours, that's what happened. I got back home through Facebook. We had no website. We had nothing. We just had a Facebook group that my son had created for us. And women were seeing the pictures and they were reaching out to me and saying, who do I talk to? Like, who did you talk to about starting this Fem city? Like, I want to start this in Iowa or, you know, wherever it was. And I thought, why would this, like, what are they talking about? Like, what, you know, it's, we're just getting together. It's lunch. It's not a big deal. It's not rocket science. Like we're just getting together for lunch. But they saw in the pictures what I fell in love with also the diversity of the women and happiness and joy and almost an unpretentious kind of display of love for one another. You know, it wasn't about what handbag you have or what color skin you are. It was really just women coming together and saying, we're leaving all that stuff. And we're just going to come together and support each other. And that's what they could see through the pictures. And so that's what pivoted me into like having this awakening and saying, you know what, let me just, sure. Let me see. Cause there's something here that I don't really quite see with full clarity, but it's obvious that the world wants this and how do I bring it to them? And so that's what started into. Before I go on my questions, I want to kind of like mention something, which is kind of like what I tell everyone because I'm also a, a member. Right. And it is that there was one time that we met. It was like a very small group of us. Okay. And uh, one of the girls came in and she was, her energy was down. And uh, it, this is not like um, like another kind of network organization. The, the energy of Fem City is very feminine. Yes. And... She comes in and she's like, as everybody was introducing and everybody's kind of saying, she, she said something like, I'm really scared because I'm going to the doctor today and I have this exam that might tell me that I have cancer and I'm really freaking out. And I remember the woman in the, like everyone kind of like going to, to her and saying, hey girl, we got your back. And like you have people from different religions, from different stuff, but we, we started praying for her. And for me, it was like, this is so beautiful. Because it felt like family. Yeah. It felt so real. It, it was not like, oh, it's, it's going to be okay. Don't right. worry. Next. Right. It was nothing like that. It was not. So for me, that kind of was the moment where I was like, this is a very special mm. place. And I wanted to thank you because you actually stepped out of your comfort zone to create a place for women who are soulful and who are amazing at business. And I have to say thank you so much. I'm trying not to cry. Um, (laughs) First, because I have makeup on and that would probably stream down my face. But um, that what you've said right now is um, it's not that it was intentional at the beginning, but I I have to say when we were looking at, at trademarking slogans a couple of years ago, I was speaking in Raleigh at our Raleigh community in North Carolina. And they said, oh, so what's the slogan going to be? And I said, business for your soul. And I remember some of the women in the, it was like 150 women at the, um, this beautiful event that Raleigh does every year. And I remember saying to them, yeah, because that's what, that's what we are. And we have to really just kind of own it because I wanted to also create a filter that if you don't understand business for your soul, that concept that when we are conducting business, yeah, you don't belong. And, and, and that's okay because we're not for everybody. Um, just like other groups are not for everybody either. And, and perhaps things shift and you become, okay, resonating with some city now because I get it. But creating that slogan business for your soul really encapsulated the feeling that it's beyond business. It's that moment where, um, the worlds come together and they're united and the spirit of who you are and the acts that you're doing, you're in business for yourself because you want to change the world through the talents that you were given. Mm -hmm. We all are in that same boat, whether you're a yoga instructor or a makeup artist 
a videographer, like we're all in service for others to help them to be their best. And if you don't talk about that, then it, it doesn't, it doesn't connect those dots. And so I, I, I'm, that story is just beautiful. And I have to say, like, I travel through all of our locations and that is what it feels like all the time. I step in, they don't know who I am. I don't wear name tags. I don't want them to know who I am. I want to make sure we're doing a good job. And, and that you just shared, I've heard it so many times that it's, it's beyond powerful. Like it's like magic. And it is true. It's, it's like, it's not a marketing slogan per se. It's the true core right. heart of the organization. So thank you. Oh, thank and you. well, with all that introduction, we talked about leadership and that's kind of what we want to talk about today. So can sure. you please share with me, what is your definition of leadership? The definition of leadership to me means being your truest form in an authentic way, using the talents that you were given and showing others how they can step forward also. And I think that that's something that we all have. So a lot of times people say, well, I'm not a, I'm not a leader. And so I think sometimes people are born in a, in a stronger leadership uh, role because maybe their upbringing, like we were talking about earlier um, off the screen about raising children and having them become leaders. I think when you have that from the get-go, then yes, you become a more powerful leader as an adult, it's easier. But for some, you don't have that, and that's okay. We can all have that. In different that, levels. In different levels, yeah. but if we all think of our lives as that way, is that we are all leaders in this world, how do we take the talents that we've had or we've been given and show it off so that others can actually then transform and become leaders themselves? I mean, they, even yoga instructors do that. They teach a class of yoga, but they're teaching those people to be leaders in their own right, you know, becoming familiar with movement and being present. And then how do you take that into the world? So everything that we do is just kind of intertwined into becoming stronger leaders. I totally agree. And, and like my personal belief is that everybody is really born with a gift mm -hmm. and that when you are within your purpose and you're actually serving the world within that gift, you are being a leader because Absolutely. you're taking charge of your life. It's not about leading other people per se. It's also being your own little right. leader. Right. So what mentors or books or even teachings do you follow that have helped you through your leadership process? So book wise, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge book reader. I can't even begin to nail down like five or like two, but I read a lot and with the physical realm, like with humans, I think my two biggest mentors, the founder of Jimboree, Joan Barnes, and I met her through a panel. We were both on a panel together. I mean, she's just, I remember taking my son to Jimboree when he was a little baby. And so Jimboree has been a part of my life since I was a mom. And here's the founder. It's just crazy. So she became a mentor of mine. We just clicked and connected. And she definitely helped me pivot Fem City to where it is today. Um, through our, our breakfast together and through phone calls and through texts, she has been a huge cheerleader for me, which was crucial because I think I didn't have that in my life. I didn't have someone who created something so big. And then the second one is a really good friend of mine, Renee. Um, she's the founder of Lucini Olive Oil. You know, her products are sold at Whole Foods, uh, Sam's Club, Costco, Walmart, all around the world. I have a deep respect for her. I love her as, as a personal friend. And she is someone who I have <laughs> reached out to like freaking out, you know, saying, I need to talk to you right now. And she will call me when she's in carpool. She will call me. It doesn't matter. Like she's just always there to give her advice. And she's someone who um, I think those are the two strongest women in my life that have definitely helped me to, to pivot where we are. 
but that's not to say those are the only two. I've had hundreds. I, I find mentors all the time through small conversations, through meeting someone in an elevator. It, it could be something that someone says that really resonates with a shift that needs to happen in my life that I take on. So I don't think that you have to look for these big iconic women like these two. You can find mentors every step of the way. Learn from people. You know, everyone has a story. Everyone has a lesson I, that you can learn I from. I love to ask this question because I do lead, I mean, readers are leaders yeah. and then what kind of books have made an impact in 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 you like you talked about this this women which right. i would love to know um what is the one characteristic you see in them that has that that they have projected or has helped you kind of like find leadership in them yeah uh, I'll mention a couple of books. I think my first um, aha moment book was Marianne Williamson. I think I read her book, um, Return to Love. I think that was the most, uh, it has nothing to do with business, but that was the first book I read as a 19 year old, 18 year old that was like, oh my God, like that just blew my mind. So that would be like the first. Um, but I love like Napoleon Hill. And of course, um, Joan Barnes wrote a book, which is great. Um, so the characteristics that I see that they all have is grit. Those women like clawed through bad times. And I think that's a component that we don't talk about often enough. So we see these amazing entrepreneurs and they look gorgeous and they have these beautiful lives and it's like perfect. And, but then you don't hear the story of like losing it all, you know, struggling through divorce, um, raising children at the same time, having it so that you're creating businesses that you've never created before. And, and what does that look like in the shifts that occur? I think the, that is the that that right there is the grit, the the grit to have the mindset of success, the grit to when you fall down, you not only pick yourself up but you push even forward harder and stronger. The grit is the factor that most women, if they fail in business or they feel like they've missed their opportunity, it's because the grit is that they don't they don't recognize that we all have to climb. We're not all going to Ivy League schools, born bazillionaires, you know, having a father that funds you. Like that's not. That's, the not, common denominator. Not, that's not the common. That's I mean, not if you look at like Sarah Blakely, if you look at women that really, um, the, the founder of Alex and Ani, um, they have really great stories that I think we, Kendra Scott is another one that you can really learn from, you know, how, how they all kind of like, they, they, you know, and all different levels. I mean, some, you know, didn't, I mean, being on food stamps, being on welfare, like not all have that, but there is a component that I see that it's the grit. Once you have the grit, the desire, to say, I'm going to make it no matter what. I don't care how many times you tell me no. I'm going to do it anyway. That's that component. If I can choose one. <laughs> I can probably choose like 20, but that's like, like my everything. favorite one. That covers everything. So then talking about that, the next question kind of like really hits the spot because what things have you personally struggled with that have been that component where your grit was put to the test? For me, it has been separating the decisions that you need to make in business um that was something really hard for me to sometimes shift into like, like it, what do you mean like for instance um i think women say more often and i've only worked with women i mean i'm a pilates studio is only women I've, I've only really worked with women my pretty much my career um i think men are more um concise and more non-emotional when it comes to business decisions and that's okay because I think that they're just like that with sports when they're little kids. It's okay if you punched them, you guys are best friends. It's okay that you fell, go back out there. I think that their upbringing is a little bit more non-emotional, which has some downsides too, but I think that it gives them the savviness in business to make decisions in a more clear cut kind of way. 
More black without, and white. More black and white, and I think- We add like the whole rainbow of colors. You're like, but there's yeah, so many like, options. Oh, I really like her, and I don't want to say no, and I want to pay her more, and I want to, you know, so I think that that was probably the biggest lesson I had is that sometimes in business, most often, I, you can lead with kindness, you can lead with love, you can lead with support, but you need to make decisions non-emotional that's going to be in the best interest of your business. Because if you make decisions based on emotion, what you're really doing is hindering the development of your business and that impacting the world with a million more. people. Yeah, so like for instance, for your career, if you were to have more emotion and take things and then it might hinder the development where if you say, that's not a project for me, and that's okay, I'm gonna move on. If you're more clear and concise with the decisions, then the development leads you into being there for millions of people around the world. You're not focusing on the nitty gritty things that really are irrelevant. Yeah. I think that was the biggest thing for me that now I'm like this, you know, and I lead with love and I can still do that with softness, but this is not a good opportunity. This is not a right fit for us. We're going to say no. Because you have more clarity. There's also. more clarity. And I understand I've already done it. And I'm like, you know what? I did it and it's okay. They're not angry with me. I'm not angry with them. It's just not an alignment and that's okay. And so then the opportunities come and I'm, I'm more fast and quick. I mean, sometimes I have to get people to proof my emails to make sure that it like has enough sugar in it because I'm so like this now that I'm like, no, no, no. But um, that was the, probably the biggest um, struggle that once I, I realized this is hindering my development by using all this emotional stuff with these decisions, it's hindering. Does this work for business? Is it going to bring in revenue? Because the more revenue we get, obviously the more locations we have and then the more women we impact around the world. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's beyond me. Which goes back to what you were saying about leadership is that, you know, I wanted to touch upon that really quick because I feel like if we, if we don't feel like we have that gift and that talent and we're not stepping forward into it, you're really impacting the world in a negative way yeah. by not sharing the gifts that you were given. Yeah. You're, so, you're stopping the flow of energy. Right. You're being actually ego-centric yes. by saying that versus being non-ego-centric. Even saying, though the, the, sometimes that is not even where they're coming from. They think that right. it's just because of the lack of knowledge on their part like they don't know themselves enough to trust themselves enough right. to step into that zone of power for right. themselves so thank you yes again. <laughs> so in your opinion what is the most important ingredient to success i mean i already said grits so i can't say that one again i guess perseverance i think that's the biggest one is that i i see a lot of women uh, we have like 30,000 in our community so i i hear a lot of stories and i think that the biggest thing is that they give up so they, they start something and then they give up. Even yesterday, I was watching um, a video on Bruno Mars. I'm just fascinated by the way he dances. And so I wanted to research him really quick to kind of learn about him. And even his story, he was fired from uh, one studio. And then like then right after that, picked up by another studio, which I think was probably a better fit for him. So if you look at some of the stories of people that we see all the time, you know, celebrities, they also have those moments where people are giving up. Them. Like if you look at Ellen DeGeneres, she was fired. Oprah Winfrey, she was fired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were all fired. So they could have had Michael the, Jordan. Yeah. Every successful person has had like a really, door slammed in their face. Yeah. And so they could have chosen to stay on the ground and say, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to um, make carpets for my life because it's not my talent. It's not what I was given um, in life. But they said no. So I'm just going to, my dad owns a company and I'm just going to do that because, you know, versus like saying, you know what? You fired me and that hurt and that's horrible, but I'm going to persevere. I'm going to move forward. And I think that's the, that's the thing that I see that people don't understand that it's going to be 10 no's. It's going to be 10 failures, which are all stepping stones to success. You cannot have that without no. going through these transitions. Yeah. And to kind of close this, what kind of impact do you personally want to live in the world?
What is the kind of legacy that you want to leave? I want to see Femme City around the world, in every country, every town, every village. I want to see us in throughout Latin America, throughout Africa, obviously Cuba. You know, the work that we do helps women come together and support one another. And, and that and miracles happen when, when they support and they say, you know what, I'm going to be there for you because you've been there for me. I'm going to be there for you. Or, we've, or even you've never been there for me. I just met you, but I'm going to be there so that we can kind of have this relationship. That to me is my mark that I, that I would love around the world when I see these women coming together once a month and they do the worksheets together and, and they honor each other and honor other women, just it, it really, you can see shifts happen. And I think in a world where things are so negative and we turn on the TV and it's just people fighting and kind of that, that my legacy would be that yes. women understand that don't follow TV, don't follow the, the TV shows that make it so that you, you think that women are horrible and they're catty towards you another, one another and they don't want you to succeed you know, and the body is all that matters, like, you know, showing breasts and all that stuff. That doesn't matter. What really matters is that we are really great together and that the world won't show you that through TV. You know, it's, you have to do it in real life. And that's what we're, that's the work that we're doing. Thank you so, so much. This is great. Thank you so us. much. I'm Thank like, you. it's over already. <laughs> it was like so much fun. Thank you. Thank you, Violet, for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. And for those of you who would like to learn more about Violet and her movement, please visit them at femcity.com. And if you are a leader, or maybe you would like to position your brand as a leader in the industry, I invite you to visit us at fourproductions.com, where if you sign up, you'll receive weekly tools on how to magnify your voice through the power of video. Till next time.